Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, or morning, or afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me, the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parson. Good riddance. Good riddance. Well, we missed that one before. Good, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good riddance. Oh, good riddance. <laughs> yeah. That's what we say to all our guests over here in the UK. I don't doubt it. No, you, you cranky old man. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I came across this article I wanted to talk to you about, so it gives us oh, a good. perfect opportunity. So uh, it's uh, it's a really new, I think, the article. I'm trying to look at the data on this. I can't find it, of course. 1873. How did you know? That's it. Exactly. It's in block print. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it says... Gothic. It says a ghost hunter in the UK oh, yeah. has brought a strange phenomena to the attention of the paranormal bands, oh, bands yeah. across the world. Gary Parsons, any relation? No, nope. but uh, my brother's a, called Gary. A British ghost hunter. Sounds like you. You going under the pseudonym? Nope, but Claims. my brother's called Gary. There you go. So maybe it's your brother. So anyways, Mr. Uh, Parsons claims that there is a spike in ghost reports since the arrival of the heat wave in the UK. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it is, is Gary on to something? And is there other evidence that might uh, prove the ghosts are man-made attracted? climate change responsible for ghost sightings? It's got to be. Gary runs Plymouth Paranormal Investigations in Devon. All right. A company. It's yep. a company yep. that deals with paranormal investigations in the area for money. Scientifically, I'd wager as well. Yeah. When asked recently report, uh, asked recently reported cases, Gary stated the following. We have received a major spike in the number oh, of no. calls. It's a major spike. I'd like to see the numbers where a major spike is. But anyways, we have received a major spike in the number of calls during June and July with people Reporting scary, wait a minute, scary supernatural phenomena. Oh. Do, I sound, do I sound a little cynical? A little bit. Sorry. Just a little. Just a little. Sorry, Gary. Uh, a couple almost afraid to go into their home because of poltergeist and residual energies that make things move, Mr. Parsons said. Not this Mr. Parsons, I hate Mr. To Gary Parsons. Yeah, sorry, Gary. No relation. So he, uh, it's this is reported in a reputable newspaper. Uh, Parsons' story was picked up by the British newspaper, The Sun. That's not reputable. That's like <laughs> the National Enquirer. <laughs> Who found the link between the increased temperatures yeah. and ghostly apparitions? I would love to know. The Sun his... newspaper found the link. I no, no, he did. He found it. Oh right, okay. Yeah. While there is little evidence that warmer temperature brings out paranormal activity, 
There is an existing there is link now. Between, yep, there is an existing link between paranormal temperature and temperature in general, which is we both agree, right? Mm, no, it's always been reported since the beginning of time. Yeah, between temperature fluctuations. Yes. Locally, yeah, not globally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's what they did. They just kind of like thing. In fact, some ghost hunting groups use ambient temperature measurement to determine the presence. I wish more would. The presence of ghosts and apparitions. I, I, as I said, I think more groups should go back to measuring temperature, but uh, mm. it's not very trendy. It's not no. on trend. I'm just looking at what they're using. Infrared thermometer, of course. All right, never mind. Yeah, well, so they have a nice picture of an infrared thermometer. Well, they are photogenic. They are very photogenic. You know, I yeah. mean, Looks I've like got, I've got, yeah, well, one of my um, bio photos has got me sort of waving around a laser thermometer because they are kind of photogenic. Looks like you're uh, doing something. Like like my EMF meter? Um, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. What makes you you use yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, with the EMF meter it's a photo. laser beams, does it's it? It's a photo. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't shoot laser beams. Oh, excuse me. You gotta shoot laser beams to be yeah, you know, yeah, that's science. Uh goes well, to you know. Well, all right, go ahead. You're going to comment. No, go on. You were going no, to no. tell me what else Mr. Parsons had to no, say. There's, there's no. quite a bit here, so I, I want you to get your, your, your takes in. Well, you know, if I sounded a little cynical, forgive me, because, well, I am. <laughs> this, this is one of these stories that pops up every few days in our, um, usually in the online version of the newspapers. It never reaches the print versions, even though they're comics. But um, it's the groups themselves actually supply the media. Um, they phone up the, the newspaper uh, news desk um, and they like, hey, we've made this discovery. And, you know, with online newspapers, there are no column inches to worry about. And so the news, the, the media are more likely to print them. So the, the groups themselves, whenever they need to promote something like an event, like uh, their autumn season or their YouTube channel, or just themselves, you know, business is a bit slack, we need a promotional story, they will phone up the news desk or they will submit um, an email saying that we've made this discovery, we are inundated since the heat wave, or we've got this really amazing photograph or one of our group was attacked by a poltergeist or we're investigating Britain's most haunted house. These are regular, um, you know, two, three a week, mm -hmm. make the, the national newspapers online um, presence. Yeah. Well, and, build, you know, build. the groups themselves exploit it because the media want the stories because ghosts, are, you know, they sell, well, they sell copy. Mm -hmm. metaphorically because you know there isn't yeah, a print copy getting into the season too and you know they've probably like a lot of groups you know if you look at social media now um there's a lot of groups starting to promote their winter ghost hunting seasons to the public like me um <laughs> like you <clears throat> um and there's a group in savannah um but 
so what they do is as part of that promotion they phone the news desk and say we've made a discovery like so the five discoveries we had last week yeah it just kind of sounds like you know more more advertising really you know yes but, but wait this this actually verification. Oh, okay. well go ahead there's more so the the article continues ghost sensors can use a variety of temperature tools to detect ghosts in apparitions i love that they used to detect ghosts in apparitions some of the most common ones include thermographic cameras thermal imaging cameras infrared thermometers pyrometers and infrared temperature sensors right well that just sounds like somebody there just it's bs basically because a thermographic camera is a thermal imaging camera mm-hmm. um because thermography is what they do um as you and i both know as you and i both know an infrared scanner or whatever you called it is an inf- is is exactly the same as an infrared thermometer it works by measuring the amount of infrared energy that's emitted or thermal energy that's emitted by objects. And a pyrometer, which I have never seen used in an investigation, is just a type of thermometer. Yeah, um, I don't know why they put that in here. That was... That well, was it, it, it's kind of... You, you could see the way it was going when they said they use a range of tools. So they Rather just gathered everything they could that measures temperature? The, the guy on the news desk is just hit the thesaurus and you know like yeah. type of thermometer rather okay. um you know because the group has said oh we've got a range of thermometers well like what well you know we've got a range of them so well, i better pad that sentence out a bit so we'll just stick in some padding um and that's fairly obvious because he's actually said the same thing what three different ways yeah exactly <laughs> so um so, yeah, but uh, I mean, I have always advocated and still advocate and rant on about groups should be measuring temperature because as I get bored saying, I have to say it that often, and I'll be saying it at the ASAP conference in a couple of weeks' time, that there is only one physical pheno- phenomena um, that is definitely linked to coincidental as in they coincide Mm. reports of uh, people having unusual anomalous paranormal experiences and that's temperature there are not many but there are some now there are no other um, physical uh, environmental variables where you have that uh, correlation and it's a it's a tiny little correlation but it exists nonetheless but ghost groups they're too busy chasing you know sexy evps and demons that are telling them all sorts of stuff on broken radios and talking to flashing lights on emf meters which incidentally don't measure emf or even measure it properly um but temperature it's it's kind of like the cinderella it gets left, it gets ignored, and yet that's where they should be focusing their efforts more. Okay. So With the article... pyrometers, infrared scanners, yep. blah, 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 blah. So the article goes on to 
kind of disputed a little bit. It says, please note that ghost hunters use surface temperature as an indicator of ghostly presence, now surface temperature, as opposed to ambient temperature. So even though temperature fluctuations could be an indicator of the paranormal, there is no evidence that ambient temperature could influence the presence of paranormal entities. Uh, um, this, go ahead. You want to comment on that? That's fine. Yep. Yeah, because somebody's got something else about face there. Um, there. There's actually no objective evidence for... Um, it should be reversed, right? Yeah, well, no, it's both. But let, let me try and... Um, there are in, in poltergeist cases, there have been, there are um, anecdotal reports where people have bent down, picked up a stone or an object that has been um, moved or touched or reported. And they've claimed that the item was um, hotter or colder than it ordinarily should be. Yeah, it's that experience at the White House, remember? Yeah, but there is yeah. no objective evidence for that in that we don't have any measurements of those temperature we just have the reports the only reports that we do have from equipment are ambient temperature measurements from the air that surround that's contained in the space like so so forth um like when people say the room suddenly felt colder there right. are some objective measurements of that where right. the room ambient air temperature does in fact drop. But ambient temperature, um, it, you have to specify ambient of what? Because objects have an ambient temperature. The mm. air has an ambient temperature. Um, so it's really saying nothing at all, that sentence. And in fact, it's kind of muddling uh, one with another and then ending up saying nothing. Yeah. Well, they're trying to make themselves as like a disclaimer, little, little, uh, you know, skeptical. Yeah, they're, they're padding it out. The, what you've got there, by the sound of it, is the group is feeding them stuff. Um, you know, they've put stuff in an email mm. uh, because the group are trying to sound, you know, scientific by using words like ambient, um, which they may have heard, you know, listening to this podcast, or they may have read ghostology, or they may have got it from 101 other sources and what you do find a lot of is groups talking the talk they will use the words um without really understanding what they mean emf is a classic uh, they talk about emf and if you ask some groups i misuse you know, it i'll tell you the truth <laughs> well if you ask some groups and i've done this mm-hmm. you know i've gone along to um paracons and played dumb Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, said, "Oh, I don't really understand EMF. What's what's an EMF meter?" Oh, well, it's, it it measures the energy, and they come up with all manner of. And you say, "Well, I don't. Well, what actually is EMF? It stands for electromagnetic fields. But what is an electromagnetic field?" Oh, oh. No. <laughs> that's yeah, the thing well, that the ghosts do. <laughs> that's the thing the ghosts do, and you. It becomes, I've, on one occasion, God bless him, many years ago at a Paracon, I had this conversation, similar conversation, playing dumb, asked the guy why they measure EMF, what it is, and he said, well, I don't know. 
Well, what? why is it? You, no, he was only, you know, he was just an ordinary member. He oh, said, okay. you know, we have technical people that do all that. Oh. Um, well, why is it so important? And what actually, you know, what are you looking for? He said, well, we only measure it because everybody else does. <laughs> now, that was okay. that was the Fair first honest, that was the only time I've ever heard an honest answer. Yeah. Because most of them will wrap it up, as you said, by they will either say EMF is electromagnetic fields and that the ghosts can either emit it like a sort of radiation field around the ghost. Which I do not or, or they can kind of suck it up and then use it as a, you know, like some sort of crazy lightning bolt. That's like another thing I don't believe. Well, they're the two, they're the two competing theories um, as to why EMF is important for ghost hunting. One what? is that ghosts, because, and, and the justification is, of course, our friend Richard Felix, who spouts stuff like, well, we all emit two kilowatts of electricity a day. Mm. Um, so, Which you know, a human no... being has yeah. a measurable electromagnetic field. Right. We can we can measure somebody's heartbeat out to about uh, twenty feet, ten twenty feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. oh yeah. There are devices. That can do I, that. I, wait a minute. I, uh, with a meter or by sound? Uh, by measuring the electromagnetic field of the heart. Okay, electromagnetic. By the, beats, right, the electromagnetic field. You know, sound, yeah, I can see that. Sound, you could definitely. So what they're measuring are the electrical impulses firing through the, the, the nervous system. Right. Um, and they can do that out to about 10, 20 feet now. And they have been, you know, there are devices that can measure that. Ghost yeah. hunters won't have them. They're scary, expensive. And on the basis that human beings, animals, plants, and every living organism generates a an electromagnetic field that surrounds it, because whenever electricity flows through a nerve fiber or a wire, it generates an electromagnetic field surrounding it. That's the principle of electromagnetics, Faraday and all that sort of stuff. Um so they extrapolate that into, well, if humans, animals, bacteria, deer, and owls can do it, ghosts are dead versions of them, and that's the energy. And yeah, you but, hear it so... Yeah, but theory like that, it's okay to have a theory, but you've got to say, okay, how am I going to uh, well, they prove can't. this theory? They can't. <laughs> um, it's non-falsifiable. They can't ever prove it. But they can, it still doesn't stop it sounding authentic and scientific and, wow, you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and you hear it uh, reinforced every time you go on a ghost hunt. Every time people gather around a Ouija board or uh, an EMF meter or an object, or the, how many times have you heard them say, use our energy? Yes, yes. And that's what they're doing. They're saying, you know, we are a source of energy. Use that energy. So, the, you know, the, the, they're saying, you, you know, we emit it, you use it. You emit it, we measure it. Or we measure you using it. Mm. Um, I remember uh, years ago on a program called Most Haunted. I remember that show. 
Yeah, I remember uh, a parapsychologist on that show, the investigator parapsychologist, armed with an EMF meter. Mm. And the medium says, he's over there, if he, he's in that corner. At which point the parapsychologist with the EMF meter rushed headlong into the corner to try and measure it. Mm. Afterwards, I, I was eventually able to speak to the parapsychologist and said, what's the theory of electromagnetism related to paranormal phenomena? And he said, well, you know, it can affect the brain, blah, 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 blah. I said, so why did you rush over into the corner then? Because it looks good on TV. Why didn't you just stick the meter you know, to Derek's head? <laughs> because that's where the impinging electromagnetic field would be, you know, according to the theory, would be doing its nefarious work yeah you know my my theory is is that working with maureen when she does her trans channel i noticed that you know, with my crappy that it would always go off and everything so i always felt that there was a correlation between um mediumship and uh the emf which means maybe they emit more uh electrical energy or whatever but this seems to be some type of a correlation when she did trans now i have no proof but that's just a theory that i have worked on so the th the, the the idea of of theory we use that word a lot you know i've got the theory um mm -hmm. yeah it's, on, it's only a theory if it can be tested and it could you, be tested it could be tested in a laboratory well, I would imagine. yeah yeah, but you you can't test it. All you're doing is you've noticed no. the. You have, yes, I noticed. That's all I did. You've made an observation. You've yeah. made an observation. Yeah. Now, interestingly, there has been. I think it was in Russia, um, predominantly Eastern mm -hmm. Bloc, um, into mediums such as Nina Kulagina, and they 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 did report that there were electrical spikes measurable while the medium was doing you know the thing mm -hmm. whatever the thing was moving things or or whatever yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. but but the parapsychologists did in fact um claim um that there was observable measurable peaks in the electric in the electron the electric field I'll look at that study they were it's 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 out there. There's a number mm. of publications. It's it's not very cool in the West to look at uh, Eastern Bloc Soviet oh, parapsychology. No it's cooler, actually. <laughs> well, there there have been a number of publications that looked at it, like you know, Psy Research behind the Iron Curtain and such. Mm. And it's often been dismissed by Western parapsychologists because oh, it's Russian and the bounds of beef made open. You know, yeah, but we know Western parapsychologists are not the most open-minded people at times. Really? <clears throat> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so, yep, your observation is in line with the observations that have been made in under controlled conditions. Yeah, I'll have to look at that study, Steve. That intrigues me right now. Thank you. But dig up, just do some general searches on Psy research in, the, in, in Soviet era Russia. Yeah. Okay. Um, because most of it stopped in the eighties, 
yeah. but there was a big sort of period between the 60s and the 80s when they were doing quite a lot of interesting lab work. The sort of stuff, of stuff that the Western, on, then. well, it's the sort of stuff that the Western parapsychologists would never dream of of looking at, you know, mm. um, and they seem to have produced some interesting results that have been overlooked. Right. So, so but you... in, fully in line with your observation, but not okay, your so... hypothesis, not your theory, because it's not your theory. Right. So back to our, uh, our, our thing. This looks like Mr. Gary Parsons. No. Uh, uh, has a uh, cor uh, correlation with uh, someone who wants to verify this. It says, despite the lack of serious reports, there's always room for new discoveries. In fact, technical paranormal expert Robert Bryant, heard of him? Okay. Uh, is backing Parsons' claim that the United Kingdom has experienced a serious increase in paranormal reports. With temperatures soaring, it has been uh, with temperatures soaring, it's having an unexplained increase in paranormal activities. Oh, you're going to love this one. Uh, we use a number of items to communicate with the energies, especially our Hop Wonder Box. Uh, oh, it is designed to search out unexplained, oh, wait, for it, wait for it, orb lights, eerie voices, and deadly spirits. On on. One the recent investigation, let me finish, let me finish. on a recent house investigation, my body was taken over by a dead priest who refused to leave until I ordered it to, ordered to leave by, oh, until he was ordered to leave by my colleague, Amanda Ariana. And this is by Robert Bryant. But I'm I glad you're coming up to the break. Yeah. It'll give me a chance to take some deep breaths before we respond. Okay, I'm glad you you did that. But uh, I mean, the, uh, I I have, you know, I have no problem hold with that people paragraph. Come... Hold okay. that paragraph. I will. We'll, I know. We'll, we'll dissect it after okay. the break. All right, we'll come back in a, in a second. But anyways, uh, today you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Steve Parsons and Ron Colick, no relation to Gary Parsons, and uh, either one of us. Either one of us. Uh, <laughs> And we're, and we're, oh, by the way, we want to welcome our newest uh, Patreon member, uh, Ed uh, Stevenson. So, Ed, uh, welcome to hey, Ed. Uh, the member welcome of the Deadia Society. Yeah, welcome aboard. Uh, you too can become a member of the Deadia Society. Join Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. It's like three bucks a month. We're kind of on this like over 40 videos. Unless your here. name's Gary Parsons. There's no, our first we'll, we'll accept anybody. You can join. It doesn't no, matter. We're not that desperate. I am. <laughs> you accepting that? <laughs> anyways, we, we're coming up to the break. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And once again, our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, uh, where you too can become a member. And you'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet. 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. And welcome back to part two of tonight's Ghost Chronicles International. And we celebrate uh, Ukrainian Independence Day. Yes, we do. Slava Ukraina. Anyway, let's go back to um, Gary Parsons. No no relation. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's go back to that paragraph again. Robert Bryant. Yes, Robert Bryant is the one who... Uh reported this so you want me to go through it yeah that robert ryan what was his what was his job role title uh, he he was he is touted as a technical paranormal expert okay right okay with so he's a technical fighting. paranormal expert okay right I'm ready with you. Here we go. ready with, with temperatures soaring it's having an unexplained increase in paranormal activity. We use a number of these items to communicate with energies and especially uh, our Huff Wonder Box. Do you want to stop right there? Yeah. Or you continue? Yeah, because <clears throat> um, I, I, I gather from just that one sentence that he's actually a member of the group, that he's the group's resident tech expert. Um, and that they're well, let's, let's just fi- forget about the, the half wonder box for a minute because we could we could do a whole show on that piece of um flim flammery, but let's just deal with the the claim, okay? Now, now there is actually the SPR are funding research by um one of its members that's looking at a correlate is there a correlation? Uh, in the number of paranormal uh, experiences reported as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns. Which I haven't heard reports on that, yeah. Right? Now, effectively, we're past the pandemic. You know, we're, 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 yeah, nobody tests anything anymore and nobody has to isolate and all that's done. Right, exactly. 
Now, we are, what, barely a fortnight after Britain had a three-day-long heat wave. The heat wave only lasted three days. Um, this is for June and July, so it had nothing to do with your... We had some warm weather. We didn't have a heat wave. Um, okay. The heat wave that we did have lasted three days. Um, now, they're in Portsmouth, Plymouth, Devon, uh, which is about, as the crow flies, 50 miles due south of where I am. So their weather is remarkably similar to ours, as you might expect. Um, now, I would argue that after three, two weeks, because it was a fortnight ago, mm-hmm. um, there is insufficient time to collate that sort of data reliably. What they may have had, um, apart from the fact that they're obviously touting, you know, f- um, prom- you know, this this article is entirely self-promotion, um, is that that particular week when it was warm, they had a couple of extra phone calls. But that isn't enough to start saying there is a correlation because that's the the one thing that really bothered me about the whole article, Steve, is we didn't have any data of, okay, what was an increase? I mean, how much of an increase? Exactly. An extra phone call? I mean, how much? (laughs) Well, and also, how do they describe the because they might say there is a 300 percent increase. If you only uh, have one in, phone call, I mean, and then they had three. Yeah, <laughs> that's a three hundred percent increase. Yeah, you can you can massage the figures. They they may have they they may have had two calls that week, and none you know the four, in the two weeks preceding. Um, but the whole thing is is as I said right at the start, this is just a self promotion. Fueled by the by by Mr. Parsons and his group um, to get themselves in the paper by claiming because the heat wave trying is trying to look scientific though. I mean, not scientific. Well, the heat wave uh, is still you know yeah. um, the media is still reporting every you know um, Britain had a a heat wave. We don't get them very often. Mm-hmm. The last one was in the 1970s. We have the occasion. This this year has been an exceptionally nice summer in britain it's been very unusual because most of our summers are wet moderate and but this year um we've had a lot of high pressure Mm -hmm. um atmospheric high pressure and so we've had a textbook good old-fashioned british summer and because of that the media have been you know oh it's it's climate change it's this and it's been now this group have obviously said, you know, well we need to get in the papers here. Right? We got, we got, you know, we got all these public events coming up, um, blah 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 blah. Oh, we got. They may not have had any calls. The whole thing might be made up, but they may have had a couple of extra calls. Yeah, give them the benefit of the doubt that they give them the benefit they, they, of the doubt. Extra phone but calls. they're not telling us. They're not no. telling us. You know, they said that there has been a, they're bigging it up into a huge spike, a big correlation that they can see. I, I defy them. I challenge them because it's not possible to, to get a correlation on such small amount of data so quickly. You would have to crunch the numbers several times, several different ways before you could be sure of a correlation. 
as we I said before. We don't even know the sample, sample of the audience, right? No, I mean, is don't. it just we his don't. group or, well, or we don't, 100 we don't. groups or what? Well, we don't. They're not I saying. Know. And that's that's the important takeaway from this. They are just shouting from the rooftops about nothing. They are making a lot of noise about nothing because they've got nothing to say, but they need to say something to promote the group. Mm. And I'll wager that the article will either talk about their Facebook page. Uh, one of their most you know, terrifying cases when they rid a place of a demon, or it will say the group has got a number of events coming up. Um, if you want to check them out, blah, 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 because it's a self-promotion post. Yeah, this is written by someone else, so it's not theirs, and they do not mention that. I'd be fearless. Oh, but, they, they, they did write it originally. They contacted the media. The media oh, did sure. not. But, uh, anyways, I did post this article. It's written by Sandra Deddeny, Dead, Dead and it's in the uh, what is this place that I'm reading this from? But it's I posted the article on the Ghost Chronicles International page, so you can read it for yourself. It is. I'm trying to. Can't even find out where the what the name of this place is. Uh, this is Paranormal Daily News. That's where it comes from. Okay. Oh, this, this is weird. Huh. According to this, the article is March first, 2022. So the heat wave that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I don't get that. Okay. Anyway. Oh, let me finish the article. Uh, That's probably I, just a dating error, or you're misreading it slightly. Uh, yeah, knowing me, probably. It's, it's the article is, is on there. You can you can look for it yourself. Uh, so uh, this is the, Sandra's uh, finishing words on the article. So even though I could not find a link in any other countries rela- in relation to temperature and paranormal activity, the increase in reports warrants investigation. While the heat could play. Uh, with people's perceptions, even in this case, additional investigation could certainly prove more insight into the validity of this report. Like, not additional, how about some investigation into it? Well, you know, the woman that's right, that's Sandra. Um, I don't know her, I've never heard of her. I don't know what her uh, credentials are or qualifications are. But there you've got the classic exit line, haven't you? Uh, And you hear it on every television program. And every article almost concludes with, well, we've got nothing, we've proved nothing, we've demonstrated nothing, but a great deal more research is needed. Because there's nothing there at all yet. So by calling for more research, you're either going to prove it or disprove it. Um, So it's perfectly Uh sensible. It's a perfectly sensible way to conclude the article while still looking credible. Um, you know, someone a little bit more savvy, perhaps, might turn around and say it's way too soon to say there's a correlation of any sort. There is, there are places around the world where the temperature routinely exceeds those that took place during the British heat wave, where it, it just tickled into a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a hundred and one, hundred and two. Now. There are a lot of places on Earth where, you know, think of most of most of Arizona, um, parts it's a dry, of Texas. It's a dry heat, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's wet heat or well, all right, then let's go. Well, to you'd have side. to do it. You know, you'd have to do all a right, study on that. 
let's go to the Brazilian rainforest then, because that's okay, also humid and hot. Yes, it is. And buggy. Ugh. So it, it, it's very like there was a headline that appeared in the newspaper during, uh, I think, on the second or third day of the heat wave, where it said motoring experts are warning drivers that their tyres might explode when driving on very hot roads. Now that, you know, oh my God, you know, oh. You right, know. panic. Panic, panic, panic. Mm. Now, if, if you think about it for a minute, the road surface was, you know, the tarmac was incredibly oh, yeah. hot. Yeah, and, and in fact, when we get temperatures like that in the States, we actually warn pet owners to be careful when they walk yeah, their dogs. I mean, it's hot on their paws. It's just that's right. But, yeah. but you, you don't drive around with exploding tires. No, we don't do that. Because no. tires in America are the same as tires in Britain, are the t- same as tires in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. are the same tires as used in Death Valley, Arizona, uh, Death Valley, um, the, California. The, California. Um, they they are designed to a temperature tolerance that's way higher than than you know a hot day um, on planet Earth. Um, but these sort of headlines, they you know they make news, you know, and it it was a BBC radio broadcast that actually repeated that one. You know, dr- motoring experts are warning drivers. They yeah. never say who. Who was the motoring expert? What was the, you know, were right, they an expert the in tyre? Di- yeah, what was the, what, what were their qualifications in tyre dynamics? Did they sell or? tyres or what? <laughs> <laughs> but, but people, you know, um, people I know believe the, what they read or what they hear and they take it as factual. They take it as factual that, you know, we better not take the car out today because the tyres could explode. Right. I, you know, a, you know, a, mem- a member of my slightly extended family actually yep. said, be careful while you're driving to me. Be careful when you're driving on those hot roads because your tires could explode. Mm-hmm. But isn't that the problem of, of today's society thing? I mean, how, how often do people uh, quote Wikipedia on, uh, you know, as experts on any particular subject when you know, even Wikipedia itself says they have no sourcing or no no thing on it. it it's just, it, you know, they just hear it, they they repeat yeah. it, and and that's what yeah. it. It's just terrible. Uh, there's no there's no scientific study into anything. There's no, no, and you see it all the time. You, you you if you if you look at the articles that the media chuck out, you will always see an expert or. Um, ABC has learned that, or you know, um, they they talk very generally about stuff. Mm-hmm. And Wikipedia, yeah, it's a fantastic place to start. Exactly, um, because but it's erroneous at times. A lot. It's too, very. It can be. It can be very biased, very erroneous because it's edited often by people on a mission. And that's especially true when it comes to parapsychology, because there was a movement which has been written about, documented, and is well known, which is uh, skeptic activism. And this is where groups of skeptics would take it upon themselves to edit stuff that they didn't. And 
there's been there are notable parapsychologists. Lloyd Auerbach was one of them, whose work has been um, edited on Wikipedia. So it looks like they're you know not doing anything substantial, or it plays down results that they got. But nevertheless, yeah. Wikipedia is still a good stepping Spanning. off point. Yeah, I agree. You know, and from the because on the Wikipedia page you will see links um, mm. and you will see references. Now, the, Wiki, the Wikipedia page can give you a reasonable, quick glance of a subject. It doesn't carry any, it should not be taken literally or gospelly um, without you going to independently check the and verify the sources of the information. And you'd be surprised sometimes how how flimsy the sources and uh, references are, but but often for uh, I I mean for stuff like you know, like what is the coefficient of light through water, then you know that you're dealing with you know reliable information because Wikipedia can't you know, and if you want to go and check the things, it will take you to the yeah, and it'll take you to the National Physics Laboratory or, or you know, relevant scientific data. So Wikipedia is, is always a good first first step. But, you know, at your peril, believe everything that's on the Wikipedia page. Now, this this article that, that I just read, uh, you know, when you the beginning, of it, it's like, OK, you know, there's nothing really there. But it, it's not horrible. But when you, they brought that Robert Bryan on as an expert, and then yeah. it brings in about the Huff Box, which, which according to him is designed to search out mm-hmm. unexplained orb lights, mm-hmm. eerie voices, and deadly spirits. Mm-hmm. Is that what the house, the Huff Box, was designed for? I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. I didn't, well, I didn't know the, the Huff Box dealt with orb lights. Uh, it doesn't. It, make, it makes it makes it makes orb lights because um, most of the iterations of Mr. Huff's paranormal nonsense. And if he'd like to come on the show and explain it uh, differently, I'd welcome him because it is nothing other than flim flam. What the what most of the Huff boxes and this guy is, you know, um, he, he makes them, sells them at a vast profit. Um, it's normally a radio receiver of some sort and some guitar effect pedals. Normally there's an echo and a delay effect pedal and they're just standard off the shelf guitar effect pedals or the guts of them built into another box. Um, you know, he's taken the outer covers off and stuffed the innards into something else. Um, some Christmas fairy lights and a few crystals woven into a bit of, you know, copper wire around the handle mm. um and it it is absolute flim flam there is I, you know, you know and I, I i challenge him to come on the show and prove me wrong but he won't so we're quite I mean, safe there i, I mean that, that whole thing is says i don't even know what that has to do with the the, the, the nothing nothing things and, and and then he adds the thing of course on a recent investigation my body was taken over by a yep. dead priest who refused to leave until my colleague had her order them out. It's like, what the hell does that have to do with the article regarding uh, spikes in temperature? That, well, that's him um, get, 
what he's doing there with that last sentence is giving you his credentials. Um, that what he's taken over by demons? No, that he is. That that he is no, that he's experienced and he's he's faced down these, you know, um, possessing demons, possessing priests. Now, with the article, I don't get nothing, it. Nothing, nothing. It's purely about his ego. What he's doing is he's saying, I've taken these on. And it was really now, if you think about it for a minute, he was possessed by he claims the spirit of a was it a priest? A dead priest. A dead. Well, not a live one, a dead one. Remember that. Who refused to go until ordered out. Yeah. So the priest is his colleague, by the way. And he's so this guy's like, oh, I've suddenly become a priest. I don't want to be a priest. Go away, priest. I'm not going anywhere. I'm quite happy where I am. No, go away. No, I'm not going. And then somebody, what his colleague walks up and says, I order you to go. And, you go, and then the supposing spirit goes, oh, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, how many reports have you had about mediums that like, okay. I mean, I, I, I happened to me, to me in one case that I investigate and then the, the person called me back, said they had a medium in. And they came in and they, they got rid of all the spirits. They sent them to the light, along with 400 resolution, revolutionary soldiers that were haunting, too. Now, so 400 dead soldiers from 200 years. Somebody goes in and says, there's the light. And they say, oh, thank you very much. We've been looking for that. And they're yep. gone. It yep. doesn't make sense. Always, it, it, it always struck me as, as really bizarre when they say, um, and it started off in the Poltergeist movie as well. Um, you know, where the, the little the little medium goes in and goes, I demand that you all go into the light. No, she's dead. Speak kindly of her. Now, the <laughs> log, assuming that these are dead people, four hundred mm-hmm. of them all hanging round. Mm-hmm. It's like the first question they go ask is, well, which light? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, is that what that is? Oh, that over there or do they mean the light on the ceiling or is it the standard lamp on the hall in the hallway mm-hmm. or is it you know what do they mean by go to the light <laughs> and how did this light not be uh, you know how did you know people are curious i know mm-hmm. i am and if if i was dead and i was sort of floating around for 200 and something years since 1770s and there was a really bright light over in the corner presumably of the building because mm. they're all inside this building. I've got, I'm going to have a look over there because I've, I've looked in every other corner. I'm going to find out what that really bright light is. Oh, yeah, 400 it's, years to do it, right? Well, you're not. You know. <laughs> now, out of 400 people for 200 years, I would have expected that by now, one of them, because man is a curious creature, you know, if you see a sign saying wet paint, do not touch, somebody will walk up and go, is it dry yet? And stick the finger in it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so 400 of them. Hot enough? Is that still hot enough? Let me see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't, do not touch hot. And somebody will go, ow. You're right. <laughs> so 400 people for 200 years, not one of them has gone, what's that bloody bright light over there? I'm going to go and have a look. Don't go to the light. Poof, only disappeared. Too late. Too late. Oh, he's gone to a, you know, (laughs) it makes no sense at all. When mediums say, go to the light, I'm thinking, I've never yet heard a spirit go, 
which light? Mm-hmm. Or or the spirit box say, I don't know what. You, I mean, did they mean the red flashing light on the spirit box? Uh, of course. Because, because when they're doing EVP sessions, they walk around the building going, um, what is your name? You can you can communicate with me. Uh, there's a device on the table. It's got flashing lights on it. Influence the lights. But if you go too near them, you're going to get poofed, teleported into oblivion. <laughs> Which light do they mean? Because have you seen the amount of lights on paranormal equipment? Oh, God. Or torches? Do, I mean, what happens if the poor ghost heads towards somebody's head torch? Do they suddenly, like... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, there's a whole comedy script there of Ghost yeah. of the Light, isn't there? Yeah, it's, we we got to write one for that one. You know, like, don't go near the mag light. Is the flashing mag light really a spirit that's trapped in the mag light, having gone, you know, like... You remember during the war, they used to use flares and bits of silver foil to distract radar? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe the mag light is just a distracted ghost that turned the wrong way you know at the moment they were told to go to the light somebody t- somebody shone the mag light I'm onto still looking for the light i can't find somebody it. shone the yeah somebody shone the mag light down onto uh, the sandwich table and the ghost suddenly like oh light <laughs> wrong light oh, i'm now trapped i'm now trapped forever in a mag light so another uh, thing that I was looking at, I was watching, I was reading the Facebook Sorry, I've just, feed. yeah, sorry. If no, I, that's good. I, I like that. I like that a I've lot. I've just got but... visions of these ghosts, like, mm. zooming all the possessed mag lights. You're right. Like, there is a, there is a, there's a script there, for sure. There is. There is. Mm. Anyways, um, <laughs> I was looking at uh, Facebook today, and I, and I had a guy who's up from my area, uh, I think Maine, in fact, and he, and he makes these... Uh, uh, you know, spirit box, whatever, you know, the talking mm-hmm. boxes. And I, I looked at it, and then I, it's got like all neon with his mm-hmm. the group's name on it. It's got flashing lights on it. It's got a, it's like, you know, why do they have to have that shit on there? I mean, when when the, the, the early pioneers were building those boxes, they were building them to do something, not just to look have cool. A, Trust me, look I like at, cool-looking stuff. Don't get me wrong. You know yeah, I have but a Have all. a look at how many of those devices are now shaped like coffins, kids' yeah. toys, yeah. Um, steampunk. You know, you've got steampunk-designed uh, ghost boxes now. You've got coffin-shaped boxes. I mean, they're all cool, but... What what you know? Why well, don't they spend I'm, their I'm, energy? Why don't they spend their energy trying to prove it? Or or, or they make these, to... they make these bits of three uh, D printed rubbish and then they sell them for two hundred dollars each to one another. Yeah, so it's it's a money thing. Uh, we get to go. Of it is, but I I'm I'm just a little bit worried about all the neon flashing lights on the front of that box. It could end up get you know it could be a real problem. A lot of ghosts. Isn't it? A lot of ghosts dropped yeah. I brought a ghost home with me. Mm-hmm. That's all right. You can blow you can blow them up like the race. You don't need a ghost trap. You just need a bag light. Yeah, mag light. Ghost of the light. Blow it up with dynamite in the stream, and you'll be all set. That's it. Yeah, there you go. We gotta there go. We all right. So, anyways, uh, I want to thank. I really do. I want to thank uh, anybody. Robin Robert and, Bryant and, and yeah. uh, uh, Sandra Dedenay, uh for the, providing us with this fascinating article today that. Uh, yeah, truly, um, you know, a tour de force of um, paranormal media. Yeah, but it, it, you know, it, it, I think to, 
And I mean, we're, I think we're open-minded enough, but you know, just. I've been accused of being open-minded. Yeah. People said I'm getting to be like you. I don't know what that means, but anyway, we got to go. Anyways, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International. Uh, Steve will be over here in the States very soon, so we'll I will. check out my website. I'll Ghost be bringing my open-mindedness to the US yeah. of A. And the uh, paranormal pussy, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be a sad day, having to. Sad day. Paranormal, yeah. Anyways, we got to go. Uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International. Steve Parsons and Ron Kolek right here on Tojanet Radio, and all we're all good podcast to play and uh, we're brought to you by our good friends and without the uh, support of our good friends of ghost chronicles radio and patreon hey can we do a gofundme so i can get to keep paranormal kitty well that's an idea i think we should do a gofundme to keep the show going <laughs> anyways we gotta go <laughs> any final words i'll let you, you want to wrap it up it wasn't me <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the original one, not the next, the original one with Maureen Wood. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.